sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It's your girl Snobby, and ooh, Women's History Month has been a doozy. We have been knee deep in the confirmation hearings for soon to be Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, and we're gonna get all the way into that because they tap dancing on my last goddamn nerves, and I can't be the only one. But before we get to that, let's just hit some hot takes real quick. Um, get life insurance. Like, I don't know why I find myself immersed in this conversation often on social media, but get some fucking life insurance. I don't know how, how many ways I can tell you. If you are not sure about life insurance, like you don't understand it, you can go back to season one. Um, what was it? Episode 18. I did a whole episode about life insurance. Please get yourself some life insurance. Protect your family. Make sure that everyone is secure. Um, you know, one of the things that I do as a lawyer or have done in the past, I don't do as much, is um, estate work. And I am always just awed at the way people are unprepared for death. It is a guarantee. Like, it's one of the things that we all know is going to happen. And I understand that we don't like to talk about it. Um, we don't like to, quote unquote, give it power um, by acknowledging it, but it's going to happen to every single one of us. None of us are getting out of this alive. And the most responsible and caring, in my opinion, thing you can do is prepare your family um, for what's next by having your estate plan. And a part of that estate plan should absolutely uh, be life insurance, especially if you're somebody who doesn't own a lot of assets or no assets at all. If you don't have any, you know, any children or a spouse, it might seem like, oh, an estate plan is really not that big of a deal for me. Um, but I assure you, someone is going to have to pay, pay for your burial, pay for your casket, you know, pay. Someone's going to have to cover the bills once you are no longer with us and or with them, rather. And so the best thing you can do, the kindest thing you can do is be prepared for that. So again, I encourage you, if you don't have life insurance to get some, if you don't understand it, to go back to season one, episode 18, and get 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 the information that you need and get yourself some life insurance. Um, next, this conversation came up on Twitter. Y'all know I live on Twitter, so let's not play the game. Um, there was a conversation around an article that essentially said that, you know, if Brittany Griner was a male athlete with a similar resume, that this would be getting more coverage in the US. And I do not disagree. Um, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine about it. And he was like, oh, you know, there is coverage on it. You know, like I see coverage on uh, CNBC or MSNBC um, all the time. And it, for me, just reiterated the point or reinforced the point. If it was a male American athlete with her same resume, um, it would be everywhere. When like you wouldn't need to just tune. You wouldn't even need a cable network to see it. You would see it often on regular network TV. It would be covered regularly on your ABCs, on your CBS, on your Fox. Um, you wouldn't need cable news in order to get that kind of information. So I think it's just you know, a further testament to the way that 
Black women are often discarded, the most disrespected, the most unprotected women on the planet. Um, and it fucking sucks, even when you're famous, talented, wealthy, you know, all the things. We, we still get treated like shit. Um, the last thing I did read about Brittany Griner's situation is that she is fine, heavy on the air quotes. Um, she is not harmed. She is still being detained. Um, there's an anticipation that she will be released in the upcoming month. Um, but the only real update was that she's fine, but she is still detained in Russia. Um, for those of you who are not aware, she was detained for quote, having drugs in her bag when she was going through um, their version of TSA to come back home because obviously this point, everyone should know that Russia and Ukraine are, they're at war and World War III is impending. Um, that being said, there is obviously mixed feelings about her being detained. Here's my position, and I'm going to state it, and I'm going to leave it at that. You know, what I read was that what she had was vape or vape oil, um, not like a narcotic. Nevertheless, always the more. I feel like we as Black people, especially Black women, and especially foreigners, because she is obviously a foreigner in, in Russia, that we have to be extremely, extremely diligent about the way we proceed. Um, Russia has never been, Russia's never been that girl to play with, right? Russia's always been like, sis, I'm about it at all times. Like the work's available, the smoke's available. So I feel like we have to be extra cautious and considering the climate that we're in as a global society, whatever perks and benefits she had as a professional athlete when traveling before she should have used a little better judgment and just assumed that she doesn't have those perks and privileges right now because that is just not the climate that we're in um and i wish she had just exercised much more stringent cautious caution excuse me i know people are like oh well it's not that big a deal because it's just this or it's just that but it's just that to us here she's not here you know what i'm saying and they get to decide what their rules are and they get to enforce their rules how they see fit whether we agree with it or not um so it's just always important that we when we're traveling abroad that we utilize like the utmost caution listen i watch locked up abroad and i'm not trying to be locked up abroad okay at any time so Brittany is in our prayers we are hopeful that she'll be released soon and you know back on u.s soil um as safe and sound as a black body can be on u.s soil um ne next it is again women's history month i encourage you all to get a mammogram if you are 35 or over i know that um we were all at least i was raised taught that it starts at 40 um you know by like you know my doctors like these are the things i was told however i've had conversations with women whose health insurance has covered it as early as 35 um and early detection is obviously always the best detection so i would you know speak with my doctor reach out to your health insurance carrier and if they are going to cover it as early as 35 then you should start sooner than later but surely if you have crossed that threshold of the big four zero you are a lady of a certain age like myself you should be getting them regularly you should be getting them once a year without question 
Um, so make sure that you are talking to your uh, your GYN or your primary care about you know scheduling your mammogram and and doing all the things. So let's get into today's topic, which is basically the fact that even when we are overqualified, motherfuckers want to act like black women ain't qualified. Like I just. The way we don't get the credit we deserve, it's hella frustrating. I mean, it's expected at this juncture, but it is still hella, hella frustrating. So y'all know the blue book is here, but I even got, I, I got the blue book and the card. So y'all know they've been pissing me off. Um, her name is Jane. I want to say Campion is how it's pronounced. I could be wrong. And if I'm being honest, in totality, I don't give a fuck. Um, she won the academy award uh she's from new zealand she is a director she won the academy award uh just this what, couple of weeks ago and when she was giving her thank you speech um she went on to for no reason at all call out venus and serena and saying that you know basically um, acknowledging that they were in the room and how amazing they are, but saying that her feat essentially is just so much grander because she has to directly compete with the men and they don't. So many reasons that that was problematic. Number one, they were sitting in that audience minding their black ass business. Why are you even addressing them? Number two, are you not familiar with mixed doubles? I'm just saying. Since you want to go out here making points that are fucking irrelevant, are you not familiar with mixed doubles? Number three, tennis has got to be one of the whitest fucking sports on planet Earth. The amount of shit that those two women have endured from the beginning, from when they were teens to this very fucking moment, the utter disrespect in and out of their sport that they not only excel at, like they are the fucking bar. To say some bullshit like that, to undermine their talents, you know, their accomplishments. I was like, a bitch, who is your buzzer? Like, this was completely unnecessary, completely unnecessary. And of course, she apologized. And it was all, you know, I didn't mean it that way. I realized that what I said might have been harmful. You know, all of the, the, the buzzwords when people put their fucking foot in their mouth for no damn reason at all. But I was just completely fucking over it. Like, the audacity. First of all, she's a director who, from what I've read, I believe her father's a director too. Like her father, her father also is in, in the movie making industry. So you came into your profession with the leg up. These are two girls who are two of many, many siblings that grew up that came out of very, very difficult circumstances to rise to the apex of their chosen professions. Y'all are not the fucking same. Y'all are not, you don't have the fucking rage. Like they shouldn't even be in your mouth. They shouldn't be on your fucking tongue. Like I was so aggy when I seen that shit. I was glad that she was dragged across all the Twitters. Um, of course they were like the random sprinkles of, Oh, it's, it's, she didn't mean it that way and, and making excuses. And, and my favorite was, uh, I came across a white gentleman who essentially tried to make her the victim. I, I don't even know how you 
come up with some shit like that. But, you know, shout out to fiction, right? That's why fiction books sell. Because that was the most fabricated piece of bullshit I had heard, read, or anything in between. But it was just timely as we were going into or leading up to the confirmation hearings for um, soon-to-be Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. And wow. It's like when you think the Republicans can't show their ass anymore. Somebody's like, hold my beer. I know, I know, I know we committed an insurrection, we incited an insurrection and, you know, no one's really been held accountable to the level they should be for trying to overthrow the fucking government. But I got one more trick up my fucking sleeve. I'm going to absolutely sit up here and act like a complete jackass in front of the globe and try to undermine and accomplish member of the judiciary. I'm going to undermine a woman who is far more intelligent than me, far more accomplished, far more educated. Wow. Wow. I mean, honestly, this shit has been, um, if, it, if it wasn't so fucking disgusting, I'd honestly be impressed with their level of fucking uh, hackiness. But, you know, this, this is who they've been. This is who they've been. We're not, we're not, we're not even the least bit surprised. I was thoroughly entertained by uh, Ted Cruz randomly deciding to identify as Hispanic. Were you, <laughs> yo, someone posted a meme that was like, yo, Hispanics know exactly who you are, Ted. There are the real Hispanics and they labeled Selena the real Hispanics. And then the Ted Cruz's of the world, they labeled Yolanda. <laughs> that was it for me. I was like, exactly, correct. It's like the way they just keep trying to insinuate that she um, arbitrarily comes up with the sentences. It's, it's amazing that they don't realize what they are showing us is that they don't understand the three branches of government. She does not make those rules. She does not make the sentencing guidelines. It is her job to interpret law, to enforce guidelines. That's y'all fucking job to make the laws. <laughs> y'all do that. That is your job. Y'all are the ones that have been asleep at the motherfucking wheel. You don't like it, then you fucking change it. Do your goddamn job, but y'all don't. Y'all don't do y'all damn job and y'all mad at everybody else when they don't do your job for you. I'm confused. I have confusion. It's just been an overwhelming um, sense of embarrassment, the way that they've been conducting themselves. It's disgusting. I know that I've definitely had friends from abroad that have reached out like, how do you still live there? And I'm just like, sis, I'm pinching my pennies now to get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I, Trust me, I get it. How do I still live here? I, I get it. Um, but what was overwhelming and um, kind of unifying was that all Black women could empathize with what soon-to-be Justice uh, Brown-Jackson was going through, which are these 
this overwhelming sense of I have to remain poised while people destroy my character, while people invalidate my accomplishments, while people invalidate my my existence, um, while people demean me in front of my family, no less. You know, she had to sit there and endure all that shit in front of her husband, in front of her daughter. And, you know, if you're listening to this or watching this and you aren't a Black woman, I, I, I beg you to think of if that's what happens to a Black woman on that level, if that's what happened to her in public, what kind of shit do you think happens to us privately at jobs that are not publicized, in spaces that are not, you know, recorded? This is the type of shit that we all go through all the fucking time. And it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So when people want to start the narrative, oh, she's the angry Black woman, bitch, I should be angry. I should be angry. This is how y'all talk to us. This is how y'all treat us. It doesn't matter how much we accomplish, how much we subscribe to what y'all determine are the norms. She's a double Ivy educated judge, federal judge. And look how she was spoken to. Look how she was spoken to. When Kavanaugh went through his um, hearings, this motherfucker all but stomped out on his, you know, like threw his toys down and stomped around like a little fucking kid. And he was still held with high regard. This woman was disrespected, spoken to so disgustingly and so poorly in front of her family on international media. And she had to remain composed. She had to remain poised. She didn't have the option to fucking snap the fuck back like I'm sure she wanted to. I'm sure every clap back on planet Earth was running through her head. But she sat there poised and she took it. She sat there poised and she handled it. And that is the shit that we always have to endure. And it's fucking exhausting. Don't nobody want to do that shit. Don't nobody want to deal with that shit. I remember um, a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a long time. He had popped up to one of my family barbecues. It was so cool to see him. Um, but he brought up something that I hadn't thought about in eons at that point because my life had changed in many, many ways. And he had mentioned, you know, how I used to want to pursue politics um, and asked me if I still had any interest in that. And I was like, absolutely not. I'll slap the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Respectfully and or disrespectfully, I'm not going to sit there and let you talk to me any kind of way. That's a bunch of bullshit. I'm not the person for that. That is not what my temperament is set up for. I said, me, I am, I am more of a, I've got to be doing uh, the work from a different space. I can't do the work from that space. Fast forward to very recently, um, I'm from the Bronx, New York. If you are new to Black Girl SOS, um, there was a really, really tragic fire, maybe about 15, 20 minutes from where I'm from. And, uh, you know, a lot of the politicians essentially made that fire about them and not about the the way landlords haven't been held accountable for maintaining, you know, safety and, and the upkeep of the buildings and, and that these were unnecessary deaths. They they made it about them, which, you know, inherently pissed me the fuck off. 
Um, and, and a few people from back home were like, yo, you really need to move back home. Like, you need to be, you need to be pursuing politics here. Like, we need people like you that really give a fuck about the people. And I was like, yeah, no. I give a fuck about the people, which is exactly why I would never pursue politics, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to play nice and I'm not going to play kind and I'm not going to sit there and be poised when I see fucked up shit occurring, you know, so I, I tip my hat to the future justice. Um, I mean, just such poise where I, I know for sure I would have absolutely faltered. I would not, I'm not wired that way. And I'm okay with that. And I think, you know, that's a great thing about growth and maturing and learning yourself. You learn to reassess, you know, your goals, your goals start to change as you really get to, as you get to learn yourself. And for me, where I used to have political aspirations, it, it took no time for, for me to decide that politics was not for me. After I worked on my very first campaign after undergrad, I was like, yeah, I'll slap the shit out of somebody. <laughs> this is not my ministry. Um, you know, when people ask me if I ever want to sit on the bench, absolutely not. The bench is not for me. Uh, the canons of ethics that are required for those that pursue the judiciary. Um, yeah, you know, I thank you for your sacrifice because <laughs> it is not for me. There's just, there's some things that are intolerable for my temperament and that's just not for me. Uh, but she handled it, uh, she handled it with grace. I definitely want to give acknowledgement and props to Senator Cory Booker. Um, I'm appreciative of the way he used his time. Um, I need, there's, there's an episode I did uh, where I talk about the way everyone needs to start showing up for Black women, the way Black women show up for them. And I mean, if we're being honest, that's the whole reason, you know, that is one of many reasons rather why black girl sos even exists um you know just as a friendly reminder yeah motherfuckers don't show up for us the way we show up for y'all um and i just was so appreciative of the way corey senator cory booker showed up for her the way he acknowledged her um the way he praised her the way he encouraged her the way he supported her the way he called out the shit behavior from his fellow um senators the way he rallied behind her the way he let her know that through the midst of this bullshit, you are not here alone there are those of us that are here in support of you, champion, being a champion for you. And that is what the fuck we're talking about when we say we need y'all to show up for Black women. Like when you have the platform and you have the opportunity, fucking show up for us. Just do it. I think somebody told me that uh, Mark Lamont Hill said that uh, Senator Cory Booker overdid it. Respectfully, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, <laughs> respectfully, shut the fuck up. He did exactly what needed to be done. Um, I mean, glass case of emotions, watching 
watching him speak, listening to him speak, listening to the raw emotion in the way he spoke. Because um, it wasn't only what he said, it was the way he said it. It was the, um, it was the genuineness of the way he, he, he said it. It was the fact that he chose to be a whole person and convey his emotions, um, especially when it was a space where she couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like he did for her what she was not able to do for herself. And man, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. We go back and forth, forth often about the way uh, black men don't show up for black women. So when it is done, especially in that way and let's be clear that is not you know some overwhelming truth i at least it's not a truth in my life so it's not a truth that i can claim our own um in my life black men show up for me overwhelmingly um so when you know we get into these 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 back and forths about the way black men don't show up um and then we have a black man who uses his platform to not only show up but to show out for a black woman yeah let's let's acknowledge that let's not try to belittle that let's not try to down that damn sure don't try to downplay it so i was hella highly annoyed um again somebody told me that i didn't see the tweet myself i certainly didn't see the post i went to his page and i didn't see it so i don't know if it's been deleted or what but that is what was said to me and i was just like yeah now nah, we're not going to do that we're not going to do that. More of what Senator Cory Booker, more of what Senator Cory Booker did. We need more of that shit in its entirety. But just to go back to like the microaggressions, or rather to tie it in the microaggressions and and showing up for a black woman. This is why I always say you don't need to teach allyship. Like you don't need to teach anyone how to be our ally. An, an ally is a friend. You show up for your friend the way you should show up for a friend. Like the way you want your friend to show up for you. Um, I think, or I know Senator Booker gave us a fantastic um, example of what it looks like to be an ally for black women. Um, and I hope that, you know, non-black women that are listening that they take note that um they follow the lead you know no one needs to prompt you on when you need to show the fuck up no one needs to tell you how to show the fuck up when you see some shit happening that isn't right just fucking do it i mean this woman is literally the most qualified we've had in a minute, in a minute. I mean, I'm not even gonna address last old girl they put on the bench. I'm sorry, I refuse. I absolutely refuse. I, I've spoken about her before and she won't get any more airplay. Um, but she didn't get half of this type of shit. She didn't get half of this. But a black woman who has already done two times more and is by their standards certainly far superior in education has been getting treated like shit and just dragged through the fucking mud and i and every time i, I see a clip or 
read an article about it. I'm just that much more reminded about what the rest of us deal with on a regular basis in our regular spaces and our you know in in places that are not recorded and if you consider yourself an ally of black women you got a fucking responsibility to step it up all the time step it up at work when you see your colleagues um getting passed over for opportunities that they deserve opportunities that they earn step it up at the store when you see motherfuckers talking to us crazy or you know disregarding us like we don't exist you know step it up when you see people trying to keep us out of spaces keep us you know away from having a seat at the table like step it up all the fucking time all the time like more of what senator cory booker did is needed i mean never too much like luther show up and show out for us all the fucking time we are overdue like i don't I'm so fresh out of like, I, I'm so exhausted with watching what I did watch because I, I did not watch the entirety of the hearings. I certainly, I just didn't have it in me. Um, at some point, I, I want to have a conversation with some people who did watch more of it because I'd love to get um, some other opinions on it. But I could not sit through it. It was fostering a rage in me. And yeah i wasn't I, yeah baby somebody was gonna get slapped <laughs> i just i couldn't endure that um i just couldn't but again i tip my hat to her i tip my hat to every single one of us that has endured that kind of fuckery in our workplaces, in our academic spaces, in our recreational spaces. I mean, this shit happens in running. This shit happens in, in, in universities and colleges. This shit happens everywhere. This is not an anomaly. Like, this shit happens to us all the fucking time. And you should really know that now that you've seen them do it on international television. Like, they ain't even give a shit to hide their disdain and the way that they'll disrespect black women so if they'll do that shit to her trust and believe it's happening to all of us so to every single one of us that somehow gets through the work day somehow endures um and keeps pushing forward keeps elevating keeps you know finding ways to walk through that next door to break a, a, a glass ceiling to you know emerge past a plateau sis I, I salute you and i commend you because this shit ain't easy this shit is not hard um yeah uh, yo every time i think about it i'm i'm pissed off so before i lean into my passivity um i am going to let you go i want to close with Justice Clarence Thomas was recently hospitalized. Uh, to my understanding, he is home now. Um, Darwin, if you are listening, <laughs> you know, we could use another seat. That's all I'm saying. If you're listening, we could use another seat. And I'm going to leave it at that. Y'all can take that however you want it. But I'm going to leave it at that. Darwin, if you are listening, we could use another seat. If you don't know who Darwin is, we've got larger issues. 
and you would probably be amongst the people that I was discussing on No Child Left Behind, but some of you motherfuckers should have been left back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I definitely want to shout out all of the women who participated in March We Move. Um, I appreciate you. Everyone should have received their prizes by now. Today is going to be the last day, um, or Sunday is the last day. The last Sunday of the month is the last day of the In March We Move um, giveaways. I am really, really grateful, and I hope that you know all of you started to develop some healthy habits or returned to your healthy habits of staying active, staying physically fit. It's never about being skinny, um, but good health is good wealth. You know what I'm saying? You are, when you when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you do good. So, you know, keep yourself active, keep yourself moving, you know, do the things that help you present your best self inside and out. So thank you again to everyone who participated. Congratulations to the winners. Um, we'll work on another giveaway i like to give away shit <laughs> i like to give away shit that encourages us to do the you know to do things that are great for us so as soon as i come up with something that's awesome for us uh we're gonna give away some more shit i am curious though did anybody invest in any defense stock so if you have let me know what you tapped into i'm really really curious to hear how that's going um yeah i appreciate you guys tapping in with me um don't be a stranger definitely go back and check out older episodes seriously if you don't know what to do about life insurance like please go back and listen to that episode because there is a lot of good information on there um we're going to be doing some interviews soon i can't wait to start talking to members of the queendom again um like i said before if you have a topic you want me to touch on please don't hesitate to slide into the dms and let me know if you have something you would like to talk with me about let's set up an interview i would love to do that with you again slide into the dms the queendom is not mine it is ours and until next time sis you have a good one peace